Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. I am joined today by one of my favorite people who came to me as a LinkedIn connection for which I am so blessed. He is a business and mindset coach, productivity and targeted automation strategist. He is a goal achievement wizard. He is an all around amazing, amazing guy. And he is coming to us from Ontario, Canada. Please welcome Dan Lefebvre. Hi, Dan. Hi, Berta. Thank you very much. This is awesome. I'm so happy you're here. Dan, Dan, you know, is one of those people. And, and guys, I talk a lot about the power of LinkedIn. Uh, we connected on LinkedIn. He just had a really different way of doing things when he meets a connection. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I think it's something that we could all learn and benefit from if we can, we can mimic the way that he does it. All about building relationships and just a heart of service like, like I've never seen. So I promise you are in for a real treat. If you don't know him already, um, get ready because here we go. You ready, Dan? I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. So Dan, if we looked you up in the dictionary and, and there's no room for modesty here because I know you are extremely modest, I want you to remove that from the equation if you can for just a few minutes and, and share with us what we would find if we looked up Dan Lefebvre in the dictionary. Well, yeah, maybe wiki. Uh, so, so, so yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I, I have actually, I think I earned this title, which is the shortcut to success coach. And the reason being is all my life, I've found the, the path of least resistance. And today, I actually encourage people that I speak with and clients that they should take the heart path of least resistance. You know, think and, and move through life with their with heart, uh, you know. There's a research that shows that we have more neurons. You know, uh, I don't know thousands of neurons in our heart versus you know our maybe trillions in our heart and thousands in our mind. So we actually have more neurons in our heart. So you know, uh, I think that you know the shortcuts are there, and I I don't know what it is, but I, I'm just a, a magnet for shortcuts. So I find tools, resources, and I'm very resourceful in any situation. I was talking to somebody yesterday that. You know, we were talking about business and doing a master class. And then he said, I'm going to ask you something different. He said, I'm writing a fiction book. And he started asking me about how I would, you know, how I would handle that. And I just came up with something creative. And he goes, man, I was so stuck until I talked to you. <gasps> wow, <laughs> and, I and, love and it. That was it. So, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I'm just a creative mind. And, and when it comes to business, same thing. You know, the nice thing about doing coaching is that it's not my problem. I mean, I respect that they have a problem and I respect what they're doing. And I never give any advice that, you know, they, they would just take and do. It's their choice. Mm -hmm. But I often come up with different angles and different perspectives to take a different viewpoint or perspective, you know, a different approach and get things done or, you know, not, not, not to uh, think in a way that is going to cause harm to themselves or anybody else because, Oftentimes we do that. We we just you know we we beat ourselves up more than we do others. So um, so anyway, that that's that's me. I'm I'm the shortcut to success coach, and uh, you know I, I just I, I can't stop attracting resources. It, it, like the one that we're going to share today, the profitable yes. progression planner. Yes, that's not mine. It's mine <laughs> now because it's been modified through me, but mm -hmm. not mine. I love <laughs> I just, it. I, love I attracted it. it and mm -hmm. give it to others. They modified it, gave it back to me. And then others came along and said, I can make this better. I'm like, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I love and, it. 
So. I love it, Dan. And thanks for sharing that. And I think one of the one of the things that really stood out with you is that because, and now it makes sense, Dan, because you're you're just wired to solve the problem or to find that shortcut, you're one of the most givingest human beings that I know. So I love, I'm a big mutual introduction person. I love making connections. And and I'll be honest with you, Dan, I get more positive feedback from the connections that I make to you, where I hear back from, from my, whoever's in my tribe that I'm connecting with you um, about how much value they got just from a conversation. I mean, we were talking about Jay just a little bit ago and I was just on the phone with him and he told me, Dan just shifted my entire perspective as far as programs are concerned. And he's excited. And it was just a simple conversation. And now he's enrolled in your vision. And, and I know that that you 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 have gelled well together, like you have with so many people um, that you that you probably everyone that you come in contact with. But I just I love that about you. And I think it's because it comes so easy to you. You're just so willing to share. Have you always been just that giving, let's give it away, let's add value, let's be of service? Yeah, I think it's truly uh, in my nature. Um, and and I, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but, you know, um, it, it might be, uh, you know, I don't know, past lives or something. But, you know, then again, uh, you know, my, I remember things like a tornado going through our town when I was younger. And I remember my father giving milk and things that were going to perish away to the army so that they could give that to the families that needed it. And, um, you know, I don't know if it was those kinds of things or what, but, uh, you know, even, you know, there was a time when I was seven years old, I was in a car accident and, uh, I was in a coma for three days and then I had all these stitches. And I remember going around the hospital and the, the only thing I remember from that hospital was I remember seeing a little, stand where they had you know snacks and so on and and i remember there was a girl's birthday there and she was in the hospital and i remember i wanted to give her something and it was a chocolate bar I, mm-hmm. that was the thing that i thought of you know it was a couple bucks so you know and that's that's what i bought but um or that's what we got for her but mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know um it's just it's inherent in me and and i've done things like you know devoting six hours to helping my neighbor install a garage door opener while his 21 year old son held the ladder <laughs> <laughs> and people were like you did what I'm like yeah yeah but you, but here's the thing he said to me he afterwards he said to me every time i open my garage door i say a silent prayer for you i'm like that's worth wow. that's worth six hours and more right Beautiful. so i so, love um, it you know, so that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I believe in the law of reciprocity, mm-hmm. but I don't do it because I believe in it. I just, right. I just give because it's fun to give. Mm-hmm. And when I see people transform and turn around and they, you know, like one of my clients took off 36 pounds, but we helped this business, you know, go to a million and beyond. Mm-hmm. But the, the real benefit and the bonus was he got himself, uh, you know, lean and energetic and, and sort of, you know, got his youthful energy back and he's only in his thirties, but you know, he took mm-hmm. 36 pounds off and, and that kind of transformation just gets me going, you know, and, and I didn't even expect it or know of it until he showed me after with a before and after picture with his shirt off. And I'm like, oh. what, what, what happened here? Right. And and then he said, I took 36 pounds off when we were working together. And that was, <gasps> you know, that's, amazing. I, that's the, I call it rearranging mental furniture. So we just tweak the mental furniture a little bit. We streamline some, you know, some neural pathways and, and created some new practices and, and so now his life is transformed forever. And mm-hmm. I can almost bet that when people say to him, 
what happened, what changed. And he'll be like, well, I was working with this guy named Dan and yeah, yeah. all these good things happen. And then, so I'm, I'm putting out good vibes in the world yes. and that matters to me more than anything else. I love it. I love it, Dan. And I know that you are, and I, I love that you shared that story uh, with your dad because, you know, we're, and, and you and I think a lot alike as far as parenting, even though you're in the thick of it and I'm already on the way other side of it, but, but I, the kids will not do what we say, but they will do what we, what they see us do. And, yeah. and I think that generational, it seems like it's just generational for you and your DNA. And I know how important it is for you and, and that you, you coach a lot of parents in that, in that age group as well, to make sure that, that, that they're planting those, those good seeds with everyone because our children are always looking. So can you talk to me a little bit about how you got into, because I know the story, guys, but this is really, really cool, how you actually got into coaching? Sure. Well, you know, it was, it was quite a journey and, um, and it, it, it wouldn't start, it didn't start where most people would think, but um, I was basically a corporate you know, manager, senior manager, and moving up the ladder. And, and uh, so, um, you know, and, and frankly, I, I'm not exactly sure how or why, but, you know, my journey started with my brother. It was in telecom, uh, building a telecom uh, construction business. And um, so for three years, we did that. And uh, I was in the office, you know, I wasn't at first, but I sprained my thumb. And that put me in the office. And then ever since then, I was doing business development and communications and organizing bid walks and all these, you know, all the, all the other aspects of business. And I was even doing projections, which I had, I, I, I'm not qualified. I was like a 27 or 28 year old guy <laughs> making stuff up. <laughs> in fact, I was fabricating revenues for the next year because the bank said we need proof that you're going to survive and pay your loan back. Wow. And uh, so I, I remember taking spreadsheets, which back in the nineties was very hard to come by, but I had, <laughs> I found one and yeah. they said, what are your projections for next year? I'm like, okay, what do we do? So I took the spreadsheet and added percentages to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about future, that's future pacing or just, you know, projecting. Mm -hmm. And wow, we went from 200,000 to 400,000 to 600,000 <gasps> to a million in, in a few years. And I was like, what, <laughs> what happened? You know, when I think back, I'm like, is it that easy? All I have to do is write it down on a, a profit and loss statement and mm -hmm. just guess, you know, and then the universe will conspire to give me what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if it's that easy, but it worked that, that way for us. But, uh, long story short, my brother wasn't willing to give me ownership in the company. So I talked to a friend who worked for a big telecom company, went over to meet with him. He was in HR and he said, give me your resume. And I said, sure. And then, uh, I get a call from the project manager, manager, or the, pro, the manager of project management. Mm -hmm. And he says, Don says to me, uh, you know, we have this project, it's $25 million. You know, what's the, the biggest budget you've handled? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know, 500,000 million. He's like, well, this one's 25 million. I'm like, well, I can do it. Right. And yes. Right. And then, uh, so I went over and did that project management, figured it out, streamlined it. And again, shortcut to success, resources, mm -hmm. resourceful, uh, figuring things out. You know, I remember there was times where, the crew would call, you know, at 11 or 12 and they'd say, oh, there's lightning outside. And, and I'd go out, I was in a condo and I'd look out on the balcony, I'd look, you know, where they were in the direction of the, where they were. And I'm like, I don't see any lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then they would be like, well, we see it, right? And I'm like, okay, well, you can call it a night, but you're going to go back tomorrow night or the next, you know, next right. week. Right. But anyway, so I did project management and then uh, that came to an end because a bigger company bought them out. They didn't want to renew my contract. 
and then I, I immediately went over to meet a manager of another company that was doing real estate negotiations in the same field, telecommunications. So I go over there and same thing. I, I, you know, I present to him what I can do and everything like that. And he says, I need to hire you. And he says, I don't know how, but I'll, I need to hire you. So he did, got me on contract. And again, same thing happened. A couple of years go by, you know, the parent company wanted, didn't want to renew. And then I uh, had an opportunity. And this is sort of the serendipitous aspect of mm -hmm. my story, my journey. But I was negotiating with a guy named Don, another guy named Don at uh, a social housing company and uh, renegotiating contract. And I didn't hear back from him. I kept persisting. And then I finally get a call from another guy named John. And he says, Don's in the hospital. We don't know when he's coming out. And then the next day, they call back and said, Don's dead. That's it. And uh, he had an aneurysm and died. And, uh, and then, so they said, we don't know what to do. We don't know. Don died with all this information in his head. And they said, can you help us? I said, sure. And then they also said, do you know who can do this? Because we need to hire somebody. And I said, I'll take a look. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I took a look and it, it was a, a step down in terms of my ability, mm -hmm. but it was an opportunity. And I said, yes. And that's been one of the things I've been doing very well saying yes. So I said, yes, I went over there. They gave me three streams of revenue, which was wireless telecom, media advertising and film production. And so mm -hmm. I learned some new things and met some new people. Um, but I had so much freedom there. I, I, I went to the office once a week and I had so much fun uh, just being at home yeah. and, uh, and doing whatever I like, you know, but I was very productive. I was just, mm -hmm. you know, so, and I was adding hundreds of thousands of dollars within two years. The, uh, the CFO called me in and said, I want you in that management position. You're going to handle all the streams of revenue. There was eight <gasps> streams of revenue. Wow. And, um, I said, sure, <laughs> why not? Yeah, <laughs> right? Pay me more? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I did it. And, um, and again, I just figured things out. I had to squash the whole team that was in there and start from the ground up and build it up. And, mm. um, and so I did. And again, all the resources came into play and uh, I kept revenues going. And um, I added probably about 10 million in revenue over the years that I was there. And, uh, or more, I'm not, I, I really don't know. I don't know where it started, but um, <clears throat> anyway, so that's corporate, but then I was given the opportunity because it was a quasi-government, it was this organization of the city of Toronto. I was allowed to take a parental leave for 36 weeks, and I didn't, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about it. The first time, I didn't even take the leave. I took two weeks vacation and worked the whole time. At wow. home. <laughs> the second time, I said, I've signed me up. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. And uh, so I took it, and uh, I took this 36 weeks, and at the end of that, towards the end of it, I had the, the awakening. And uh, I was like, oh, I can't go back to this. In fact, I contacted them and said, I, I want vacation because it was, it was November, December. I said, I want to take vacation. I'll, I'll come back in January. Mm -hmm. So so they let me do that. But then I even took vacation in March or whatever, you know, February or March. And I got recruited during the vacation. I came back. And again, it was a step up there to a higher paying job. It was, you know, maybe 125,000 mm -hmm. instead of 80 or whatever I was mm -hmm. getting. So anyway, that company hired me and it was slightly similar in nature, but I was feeling disenchanted and I didn't realize it until the 90th day. That's when they called me into the boardroom and said, hey, you're fired. Wow. <laughs> That was the first time ever fired in my life because I'm always first hired, last fired. I'm a mm -hmm. resourceful, creative, uh, you know, um, workaholic. <laughs> so, so, you know, so yeah, I get fired and I'm like, oh man, this, there's something wrong here. So I called my wife. I remember that day I said, I'm going to Costco to pick a few things up. I'm, I'm, I just got fired. I'll be home soon. Tell you all about it. Mm 
and um, yeah, it was November, you know, newborn, oh. two children at home, no, no income, really uh, shocking. But I did some soul searching and um, I, uh, I asked a therapist friend of mine, you know, what should I do about this? And she said, uh, say a prayer, or, you know, what do you want? And I said, well, I want to be inspired and I want to be with my family. She says, pray for it. So I did. And then I got a call next day and it's my friend, uh, my friend's father, Ken, and he, he's in his 60s or 70s. And, you know, he's talking to me about this network marketing business, which I knew he had. I, I attempted that back in my 20s. Wasn't my thing then. But he told me about this energy product. And I was 40 years old and I was feeling, you know, my energy was going down. I don't know if mm. what it was, but I said, okay, I want to try the product. But also I'll say yes to the business because I had prayed for it. And I remember talking on the phone thinking, Ken, you're, you're sending me Ken? Like, <laughs> You know, I don't like network marketing, but, but you know what? I said, yes, mm. I said, yes. And I devoted six months to doing that business, really grinding, you know, cause it was so hard uh, for me just to, it, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but anyway, that led me, uh, well, before that I learned about Ogmandino and he's, he's got great work. So I was given Ogmandino's the 10 scrolls, oh, which yeah. if you know about that, you read Powerful. the scroll three times yeah. a day, every day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I read those scrolls three times a day, every day for, for 30 days. So I read, read each scroll nine, you know, 90 times. That was five yeah. minutes each time. So, uh, and then I did that for 10 months. I, I get it, did it consistently, persistently, but it led me to learn about Ogmandino, which led me to Dave Blanchard, yes. who's the CEO of Ogmandino. Right. So I look at Dave's website. He says, buy 10 of my books, my new book. For two hundred dollars, I'll give you eight weeks of coaching. I was like, I could use. <laughs> I need some help. I'm searching now. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to do. So, anyway, uh, that happened, and then because of the network marketing business, I was flying to Salt Lake City to go to Provo, Utah, for mm -hmm. a meeting. I decided to search about, learn about Dave, and I learned that he's in Bountiful, Utah, which is a salt, a, a, a bedroom city of Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So. I messaged him and I said, Dave, you know, maybe I can come for a coffee and meet for coffee. And uh, he says, uh, when do you fly out? I said, Sunday morning. He says, come and stay at my house. I said, oh, by the way, I have a friend coming from Minnesota. Bring him over. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is you know, open door. And so anyway, treated us so well and, um, and treated us to a, a movie in his theater. He has a nice little theater with Lazy Boys and, and at the end of the day, I said, you know, because I'm always curious, show me where you work, your magic, you know, your office space. You know, just I want to get a feel for that. And so he did. And then we were talking and he said, you know, Dan, I think you'd make a good coach. Wow. That was the trigger. That was awesome. that was the shift. And then well, I was thinking, wow, what do you mean? Coach, you know, teaching? I don't know what that is. Right. So anyway. I came home, a friend of mine, Denise, was studying Bob Proctor stuff, so she introduced me to that. And I said, okay, this is cool stuff. I want to learn. So I, I'm good with money, so I had cash. So I said, okay, I'll buy mm -hmm. all this stuff. I spent about $7,000, bought all his programs. I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to immerse myself. And I'm still doing network marketing. <clears throat> and um, so I did that. But then next thing she says is, why don't you talk to his team about coaching since you know this guy, Dave Blanchard, said something about that. I said, sure. So then I get on the phone with his sales guy and we're talking for 30 minutes. And he says, why don't we get Bob on the phone? And I'm like, all right, well, sure. I don't know Bob. I have no idea who he is. Right. So, wow. um, so he messages him and he says, we can talk in two hours. So I finish going to a network marketing meeting <laughs> and then, and then I get on the phone with Bob. And I remember that day because 
he's saying to me certain things about, you know, you can be going, we'll help you become a coach or get certified. I have a program. You just teach, you buy the program, resell it and coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, that sounds pretty doable. Uh, you know, but then he says, it's going to cost you, right? And, <laughs> so, but then, you know, he was nice. He was like, you already bought $7,000 worth of my stuff. It's only $13,000 more. So $20,000 invested to learn his stuff, get certified, and start coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I didn't have any income, wife at home, two children, you know, and uh, so all this going on. Um, so, yeah, it was just a little bit chaotic, but that was that was the start. And then I started teaching Bob stuff. Uh, then I co-authored the book, you know, with Jack Canfield, Deepak. Yeah. Deepak Chopra and, and Dennis Waitley. And then I've created programs and I invested probably you know, a quarter of a million in, in mm-hmm. events and learning. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just said yes to everything. And, and even when I didn't know how things were going to happen, there was a time when Bob was having an event in Los Angeles. And because I was already a coach, all I had to do was show up and pay for the hotel. And, um, and so I was thinking, oh, can I afford this? Should I pay for it and everything? And then I remember one time I got a call from a credit card company uh, offering something that had to do with points, you know, mm-hmm. air mile points or something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call them back. I called them back and they said, yeah, sign up for this card. We'll give you 25,000 points. <laughs> and then and then I looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> <It's pretty light. laughs> but I added the points to the points I already had. I'm like, I got free return flight. I'm like, yeah. there's no excuse now. I just, right. I'm going to and, and, you know, that led me on a journey to masterminding with somebody I've been reading and studying books for eight years now by reading the same chapter every day for 30 days with wow. Mark. And we've been doing that since 2011. Oh, I uh, love that. I love yeah. that. And that's because that's I went to that event. Otherwise, yeah. I would have never met Mark and, you know, and all these, all these great things. So, so the, ultimately, the, the overarching story here is, is the overarching uh, ideas that I said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I just said yes, 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 yes. If it felt right, I said yes, mm-hmm. I stepped forward. Mm-hmm. I never hesitated. And, you know, sometimes my wife would say, well, you think that's good? I'm like, yeah, it's going to cost 25000 And she's like, well, you think it's good? I'm like, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing, Dan, and I appreciate you you saying that because I think a lot of times – um, people aren't really willing to invest in themselves. And they think that it's that they're paying for this program. They're not. You're investing in yourself. And how committed are you? You know, there was no question of, on your commitment. Uh, there was no question on your your belief that you were on the right path, it sounds like. And you were just all in from day one, it sounds like. Yeah. And- I, have, I, I have what's called a PhD, which is pig-headed discipline and determination. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. That's I think we got a PhD. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But it's but it's true, Dan. And I think a lot of times people um, uh, caution themselves out of success just because they either overthink it or they're or they're focusing more on the fear factor than than the faith in what what can come. Because especially like you said, and and everything that you described, you know, you you were in this position and the blessing of getting fired because. Who knows if any of this would have happened? Uh, the timing was just perfect, and God has a way of of making things work and 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 moving the universe in the direction of whatever is going to work in our favor. But but I love when we're open and paying attention to that, and then the rest is history. Because I know, as you were describing the process of what you started doing for these companies to greater, greater, you know, numbers as you, as you moved up in your career and your corporate career is, is what you're doing now. 
for your clients. And, and we've shared some stories back and forth, and, and I'm happy if you, you want to share one, but how you've taken these companies and they just couldn't see the way into the next level. And you just come in and, and of course, you're out here and you're thinking, you know, this is, this is simple, guys. Let's, let's incorporate this. Let's do this, you know, around their goals. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, what that process is like? And you can, you know, stream it down or, or give us the Cliff Notes version. But I know you've, had, you've, you've been able to achieve great success as a coach, helping your clients achieve great success in their businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'm just going to reference something though, because I have something in my office that says space is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm always reminded of that, that, that I just keep stepping forward. Yeah. Even if I don't see it, I know it's there and it's waiting for me. So I, I, I always, I, I have different things that, you know, have been, I've, I've programmed into my mind, but I, I believe I'm the, you know, I'm the king of perfect timing. So mm-hmm. everything right happens for me. The best people, best circumstances like you and best, you know, everything the best is, yeah. is always there waiting for me. And I just have to say yes. So, I know uh, so, so yes, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'll use Brad as an example because he's the one that took 36 pounds off. Mm, uh, so nice. Brad has an auto detailing business and they were having a hard time hitting a million dollars. And that was a big thing for him. So I said, sure, let's do it. Uh, and he's very committed. I could see that. Very good listener and learner. And, and that's that's really important in my work. They have to be action-oriented and and uh, and very open. And and sometimes dis, uh, to uh, suspend disbelief mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's going to be their their, their biggest hurdle. Um, so so Brad, um, you know, we started off by taking a snapshot of his business and, um, you know, an org chart. In fact, we, we did an org chart of his current business. And I said, okay, let's build one for three years from now. So we built that. And I said, okay, now who isn't here in three years from now that you have now in your business? And he said, this person and this person. And then, and then it hit, right? And then he was like, I got to let them go. And like, wow. yeah, we got, you know, you got to replace them. There is nothing personal, but you know, he had deeply rooted habits, practices, uh, relationships, you know, they, it was personal, um, you know, and, and that was really, a, a, you know, a hurdle, like a huge roadblock for him. And, but I knew it like considerations, fears, and roadblocks are always the things that show up when change comes. Right. So mm-hmm. get ready to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I should probably tell that people say, get ready to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Not going to like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so we did that snapshot and then he's like, oh, I got to let him go. I'm like, yeah, well, we got to do something here. So what I've started doing was this. He's, he's like, well, you know, how do I find the right people? I said, okay, well, let's, let's look at the things you don't like about the people you have that aren't performing at their best. They're the weak links, right? So, mm-hmm. so he did that. He just started charting, you know, writing down what they do and how they operate, what, you know, what their personality types are and so on. And then I said, okay, now let's do the polar opposite. What is the opposite to that? What are the things that you want instead of that? And then we did that. And guess what? Just by doing that exercise, the one woman got a real estate license and left. So you see how you know the universe of mind works, right? Yeah. It's like, I want this person anyway. Let's ha- let's help them out, right? Yeah. She got a license, left, and the other guy, he gave them the opportunity to change. And he had a personal conversation with him. And I said, fine, you, you go ahead. You know, if you want to give him an opportunity, go ahead. But then I reminded him, I said, how people do anything is how they do everything. Yeah. And I said, so if you see him shift, you know, now, 
assess it next week and for the next three weeks and see. And then he came back and he said, he hasn't changed. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't a motivation. It wasn't motivational enough for him to change and he's not aware enough. So, so again, he had to replace him and he hired one individual to take two positions. Wow. So cost savings, mm -hmm. right. And higher performance all in one, wow. which he would have never gotten because he would have stuck with the people he had and mm -hmm. the same pattern yeah. of thought and operating. So, uh, so that happened. And, um, you know, within a few, three months, they, they had their first $100,000 a month, which they never had oh, in my years. And then they were super excited about that. <laughs> you know? And then we started expanding on a different stream of reven revenue because auto detailing is only you know, $100, $150 a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so they had uh, potential for doing bio ha biohazard. So vehicles that you know, may have had an accident, there's blood stains or things like that, or mm -hmm. drugs or needles. And so they have to wear specialized uniforms and be certified, but they get $7,000 a vehicle. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So like, let's expand on that. And then yeah. we talked about developing stronger relationships with dealerships because that's the major stream of revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, he, he hit the million dollars, but he also took off 36 pounds, got more energy and shifted his mindset about what the seasons of auto detailing are because he just told me this past year, I've had my best January ever, ever. Wow. And that goes to that, that, that means he's no longer going around like, yeah, January, February is slow. So we do this. Mm -hmm. And that, even the real estate business, I've had real estate agents say the same thing. I've just had my best winter months ever. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because you, you're not going around saying this is slow. This is slow. Yeah. This. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I love that. Yeah, so that transformation in Brad, I mean, but the, I think the biggest one was him getting himself physically mm -hmm. in a state where he's got energy, time for his family, more, uh, you know, just better relationships. His business is where he wants it to be. I know now it's closed and, you know, probably tough times. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, try to try to pay $10,000 a month for, uh, right. for space and right. Or whatever, right? You know, yeah. or of that caliber, right? And yeah. not have volume coming in, but. You know, you have to you have to weather the storm and 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 have you know save money for rainy days. So right, right. I mean, yeah, I help yeah. revenue. Hopefully, they save. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And thanks, thanks, Dan, for sharing that. And I think one of the one of the coolest things, and I know you shared a, a snapshot uh, with me yesterday. Uh, of your profitable planner. And I, I want to talk about that for a minute because I think that's just going to be such a powerful tool for, for people in business, in any business. I think that you you hit the nail on the head with this one, Dan, because it, it really is not only scalable, but it's it's totally flexible and, and pliable with whatever it is that you want to do. Can you talk to us a little? And I and I feel like we won't have the benefit on on the um on, on the audio, but I, I wish you guys could see what this looks like, even though Dan is going to be gracious and generous as he always is. But can you talk to us a little bit about how that came to be and, and what people can, can achieve with it? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just like anything else, the, 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 it's called, I call it a profitable progression planner. And it's exactly that. I mean, but it'll help you with any goal in your life. Uh, and right now, it's so important that everybody have a future vision for what's to come because if you don't you'll get caught up in the reality which is just based on history and that that just creates a predictable future which 
you know, right now, if you look out into the world, it doesn't look that great, the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, uh, conspiracy theories and all this. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, the story behind it is I started studying the 12-week year. And I'm not exactly, oh, I know, uh, I, I saw it, somebody presented, talked about it in an event, and I'm like, okay, I got to check that book out. So it hit me, I got it, and then Mark, who's my study partner, mm-hmm. you know, we grabbed, we grabbed the book and we said, okay, we like it. We're going to study it. So we're almost done chapter 20, which is virtually the last chapter. The 21 is just, is not worth reading, but we've read that book 30 times. So, <gasps> wow. so, so guess what? When you give enough attention to something, yes. things manifest, right? So mm-hmm. we gave so much attention to that, that I actually attracted somebody who created a 12 week planner. And before I even knew who he was, we connected on LinkedIn. He invited me to be on a podcast and then we're on the podcast, and he mentioned somebody else. Uh, and I said, does he have a website of this name? He said, yes. And I said, I found this cool planner. And he goes, I created it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. So, yeah, so Jamie created the, the planner, right? But I, I will tell you, his planner was a little more complicated. And so I went searching for more, uh, a little bit something simpler. And, um, and I tested a few of them, but here's what, here's what happened. I found a planner. I started testing it. I formed a mastermind with somebody else and we started working on a 12 week plan and she took it, modified it, made it better, cleaner looking and so on. I'm like, great, fantastic. And and so we kept using it. And then I started another mastermind and there's a woman, Lucy, she's a fantastic Excel, you know, technical person. She goes, Mm -hmm. I can make this all plug and play. I'm like, whoa. Great. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. So formulas in there and everything for the dates and everything, you just make it all simple, right? Because the harder it gets, you know how people are. They're going to resist, right? right. And that's, right. We always have this resistance muscle that's like, oh, if this is going to be too much time and effort, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's so simple now. You plug in your goal, your date, and your actions, and then each day of the week, you specify which time. And then, of course, you have to identify, you have to be honest and yes. it's a lie detector test. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you, you know, you put, you, you mark that thing done and mm-hmm. then it records your performance. And ultimately, if you use it right, you will have a weekly accountability mastermind where you get on a call with another individual and you'll go each through your planner with them and you'll look for breakdowns. Because if you don't find the breakdowns, you don't know where things are falling off. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty of it. So it's it. all about a future vision. It's all about having a clear goal and then breaking it down. You know, Mark Twain said, break those, yeah. chunk those big mm-hmm. complex goals into small, simple steps, mm-hmm. put them into simple steps, then put them in your, in your planner and then connect that to your calendar. Then you have virtually no excuses. Right. Other than, you know, you've let excuses take over. I love it. I love it, Dan. Dan, how do we, how do we, because I know you were, you, you talked about how you were going to uh, make this offering to the audience of, of how they can, they can get that, that, that resource. What, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can go to danlefave.com forward slash profitable planner. And, um, and I'll just spell it out. Dan is D-A-N-L-E-F-A-V-E.com forward slash profitable planner and you can grab it there in fact you can grab it and then i'll show you exactly how to use it because the way i just described it might sound complicated but once you see it you'll realize there's nothing to it um you know anybody who has uh you know who who says i'm not technically inclined it's easy to use 
So I've, I've, you know, I've used it with multiple clients and I have clients that are so over, they're thrilled, like they're, they're, they're overflowing with joy. They're just like, this is so easy. I'm tracking and, 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 and it's causing so much more free time, free will. Like I have one client, she's pregnant right now and, mm. uh, and she's, you know, she's taking like naps in the afternoon, right, <laughs> but right. there's an agency, you know, marketing agency, and she's able to take the free time out to do this because we're helping make a self a self managing business. Her mm -hmm. business is flowing, and she's doing certain practices. And I'll, I'll give another. I'll, I'll plant another seed and a little nugget here, which is uh, the greatest time to do sales. The best time to do sales, according to the research that I've done, is nine a.m. on Monday because people have the most willpower and the less complex stuff in the way. Wow. So, yeah. So <gasps> think about that for a second. Depending that's on where, you, like, I'm on the East Coast, so are you, right? So yeah, right, I can right. have a call East Coast time at nine a.m. I can have, I can oh, have. Oh, that's right. By one Four hours. Have <laughs> on it, except for Atlantic time, right? Right, so. right. I love it. That's really, really great advice. See, guys, see what I mean? So, Dan, <laughs> and I, and I want to encourage all of you to follow Dan if you can on LinkedIn. He's just always such a, a source of. Of, of information and his generosity is is always just blessing uh, people with with all of his knowledge. Um, he's he's happy to share it and and like I said, he's Mister Give It Away. I actually uh, benefited from uh, and and I think you had just almost just finished the book, Dan. Um, live the life of your dreams. And and uh, full disclosure, when I met Dan on LinkedIn, we scheduled our first call and the call was scheduled for, my mom had just gotten into the hospital and, and I was spending a great deal of time uh, in the hospital during my mother's illness. And, and a lot of the calls that Dan and I had back and forth were from the lobby of this hospital. You know, I'd excuse myself from my mom's room and go out to the waiting room and and Dan, let me tell you, you don't know because we've never had this conversation, but the the timeliness that God had with bringing you into my life, and you were so generous to send me that book with your five Fs, and I want you to talk a little bit about it. But it was so important for me to get grounded during that stage. And in my optimism, I never knew that the outcome was going to be the outcome. I thought my mom was going to live another 20 years and, and we'd be celebrating her hundredth birthday. And, and that was just not God's plan. But, but your book really, really helped me uh, set the perspective shift that I needed to be able to face everything that came in those months following and um, I am so grateful to you uh, because I don't know, and I'm a reader. People that know me know that I'm a reader. I, I read, you know, uh, more books than, than most people, just like, like Dan, I know, is a reader. But, but there was something about your book, and especially with that, that invitation to think about later, think about the future and think and plan and realize that what we're doing now is going to affect the future. And, and you said it earlier before we jumped on the, on the call about how the reality that we're living in now is based on our, you know, decisions that we made in the past. So can you just give a snippet and, and, and then tell people where they can find your book of, of, of how the book came to be and, and your, your passion for bringing that to, for delivering that message the way that you did. Certainly. Well, the, the book is Living Life of Your Dreams. And um, it's, it's all about 
it's all about creating a, a lifestyle for yourself and a life for yourself. And, and a lot of my clients, I ask them why they started, started the businesses. They create business plans, but never a life plan or a lifestyle plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what caught my attention. I was like, they, they wanted something, but they never created a plan for it. So no wonder they don't have it. And, um, and they're just, you know, a, a highly paid uh, employee of their own business. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, yeah. so that's that's what got my attention and uh, the writing of it happened very quickly I was in an event I, I got inspired I came home and I wrote it like within a, a month and um, but it's a short read it's 80 you know 80 minutes or less mm -hmm. um, and the, the the basic premise of the book like you were alluding to is um, is that it's about designing our lives from the end backwards so from our death backwards how do we want to be remembered by the most important people our loved ones the people we interact with the most because if if we're going to end our life we might as well end it in a, on a positive note right and an upside which is i feel good you know I, I i did my best and i interacted with all these people i'm leaving lasting memories you know uh because there's people in hospice and I, i've researched that too that you know they, they have the the five regrets that you know number one was that they didn't take risks and and mm -hmm. do the things for the people they loved um and so mm -hmm. Uh, so anyway, so the, yeah, the book is crafted that way. So it's, you know, reverse engineering your life from death backwards. But then I've also learned about these five Fs and, and I, I, I love them. It's faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances in that order, which mm -hmm. is a tall order to live by. Right, but if right. You, do it, <laughs> you know, all the power to you. Uh, that's my objective. If I get to the end of my life and I've lived my life by faith, family, friends, fitness, and then, and then finances, mm -hmm. not the other way around, mm -hmm. um, then I'll have lived a great life. Uh, so it's crafting your life in reverse and then assessing that every week, doing a check-in. What did I do or what happened this week that I can take note of? Because then you're creating your history in writing as to what happened. You're looking for evidence for the thing you want, which, which is what I do with my clients all the time. We have, you know, what's your personal vision? And then just look for the evidence of that. And then we assess it. And then they're like, oh, that happened. That happened. Guess what? Build self-confidence, self-esteem, you know, self-worth. It, it takes all that anxiety and mental clutter out of the way. So, yeah, so the book is, is all about that. It's about crafting your life in reverse and then uh, having a system for measuring it. And if you like the five Fs, apply them, faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And in terms of where folks can get that, they can grab it on Amazon. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's there in pretty much every country. And uh, if, or if they like uh, Barnes and Noble or Apple, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. It's on walmart.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, nice. you know, so it's everywhere, uh, everywhere you can grab it, but the easiest place for most, I think is Amazon. And uh, mm -hmm. so grab a hard copy or a Kindle copy, and um, you know. But yeah, just you know, it's something that I think if you grasp it and do it, then you know you'll you'll get to the end of your life whenever that comes, and we don't know when it is, but mm -hmm. at least we'll be able to look back and say, yeah, I did my best, and mm -hmm. I, I I I did what I could for the people that mattered, and um, you know, mm -hmm. I'm leaving lasting memories, which you know is priceless. Right. Big deal. Big deal. I love it, Dan. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, one thing before we go, um, and I know this will be a, a tough one, but uh, best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice. Uh, good question. Well, the, the first one that popped into my mind was it was from Bob Proctor because I went to his house with a network marketing business in my back pocket. And when I left, <laughs> I only had one, <laughs> one focus. Yeah. He, he was like, you can't do two things. You're spread your energy. You know, he says, <laughs> Get one going, develop habits around it, and then get the other one going. You can have multiple streams of revenue, he was saying, you know, but don't focus on more than one thing at a time. Mm 
And that's where I think people get mixed up because they're switching and they're, you know, switching their focus and, and that costs energy and willpower and all sorts of things. But also it, it, it's not measurable. You know, how can you actually say that I'm, you know, you're succeeding if you don't focus on one thing, test it and, and realize the benefits of it. And, you know, so, so yeah, you know, that, I mean, it may not be the very best, but yeah, when he said that to me and I was like, okay, so I left there and I was like, okay, no more network marketing. So I called Ken and I had, I got a lot of resistance from him. <laughs> yeah. He was, you know, this, you're going to, it's going to be hard doing coaching and all the good thing I set up and running a bit. He knows cause he ran all sorts of businesses. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, but you know what? It's my passion and yeah. I, I need to go and give. I, I know that at my, my, heart now you know when i say take the heart path of least resistance mine is about going teaching adding value and you know i almost pour out value on everybody i meet Mm -hmm. uh, because invariably they'll ask a question that have a resource or a tool or a connection Mm -hmm. right (laughs) right i just give it and then they're like you know sometimes they're overwhelmed but other times they're like oh this is fantastic i'll just apply that and and do it uh, I love it. I love it. And I and yeah. I know that that's true, Dan, and I'm I'm so grateful. I'm glad you are uh staying safe and still enjoying uh your family and the outdoors ish a little bit. So so that's all for today, guys. Uh thank you for being here, Dan. Thank you again for making the time. I know how busy you are, so so I'm honored that that you you made this time to be with us. Uh people, it's a great opportunity to go out there and and do some good uh and be great and if you if you're allowed to, uh, try to go play outside uh, a little bit. We can't be locked in our houses all day. We need that vitamin D. So yeah. get out there yeah, and, and movement. I'll just say one thing: movement yes. is medicine, and nature is nurturing. So get outside, get in nature. Even if there's trees in your neighborhood, just I go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. All right, guys, have a good one. 